Hello and welcome to the Speak Easy Podcast, episode 10. My name is Moose. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. I am the Lee Ham. How are you all doing? How are you, Liam? I'm not bad. As you can see, I am playing with my beard. It... Nothing new there, mate. Nothing changes. And as you can no, see, no. I'm watching the football. <laughs> Alright, same old, same old. How's your week been? Interesting, we'll say that. Um, I need to tell you a very <laughs> funny story. <laughs> I need to tell you a very funny and embarrassing story about what happened to me yesterday. Um, and yeah, I don't want people to. Oh, I'm going to just stop you straight there. I'm going, to, I'm going to stop you before you tell us about your story because we've got our facts to get out first. Oh, yeah, of course. I completely forgot again. <laughs> right. I've got one, though. I've got one. And this is. So do you know how we were just talking earlier on about me having eight three thousand three hundred calories so far today, and it's not even dinner time yet. Um, yes, this is very in tune with what I'm about to say. So the average American breast size has increased in the last twenty years. <laughs> Mine's increased in the last twenty minutes with the amount of stuff I've eaten. <laughs> Look at the way you looked at me there. Fair enough. <laughs> Why are you looking at my? I actually judged you. But I was like, well, but um, just in case yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> Uh, the last 20 years, the average American breast size has increased by three full sizes. I guess that's just natural. Uh... Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite an interesting but random fact. I just thought I'd tune in nicely to uh, to what I was talking about. For sure. I suppose mine's just kind of ruined after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you put grapes in the microwave, the light on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I finding this so funny? I don't know. I mean, I think it's because the the boobies and that and the grapes and I. Let's move on. You can tell you're a dad and you say boobies. Aye, <laughs> uh, right. Let's move on. Let's move on before we ruin this. Yeah, sorry guys for listening. Who, who, whoever is listening, um, sorry for for ruining the first two and a half minutes of this this episode. Um, before I do start about my story. I just want to say a massive thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode. I think it was, uh, the only word I could use to describe it is it was jarring, wasn't it? It was just so, it was just so out there. And for Peace to come on and tell his story and be so open and honest about it, I was just shocked and grateful that after he could share it, that I was actually shattered. Uh, after it, I was shattered. I went straight to my bed and fell asleep. I was mentally, like, drained. Yeah, I think um, that's also kind of partly the reason why we haven't really recorded um, an episode on Sunday last week. And we're only getting round to a midweek episode because I think it just took it out of us, didn't it? And we, we kind of had to regroup. And you know, I was done. Yeah, and we had to we had to regroup and uh, and kind of refocus our attentions on on the podcast. Um, but I think what as we were discussing before as well. <coughs> I was just going to say, as we were discussing before, uh, uh, we're going to try getting people on um, more often. More often, yeah. But I appreciate Peace coming on and sharing his story. Thank you again. Uh, you're a good man, and your fact was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'm still waiting for him to get that uh, 
get it tattooed on him somewhere. He probably or, would. He or would. change his name by Deadpool, which we will check in with him again in a month's time. Anyway, right, Both. so um, patreon.com forward slash pod underscore speakeasy. You guys know the drill by now. Donate £1 a month or above. Get us that good good, that raw raw, that pee. Um, Instagram, speakeasy.pod. Twitter, pod underscore speakeasy. You guys know the, the drill by now. Thank you, Vinny, Fancy and Dante for being the three main men, the three patrons so far. And yeah, let's get into it. Oh, yeah. So Monday, mate, I haven't told you the story yet. I just told you a brief synopsis. It, is, it was crazy, right? So Yeah, I, I, need, think... to, I need to hear this. this <laughs> it's just, it's mental. So basically, they think I have rheumatoid arthritis in my fingers and my toes. And I've had this on and off for about two years. So I am absolutely petrified of blood tests, needles, anything. And it's weird. Being a pharmacist, obviously, you think I'd be absolutely fine. I don't mind giving people the flu jab. I don't mind giving people injections at all. I don't even mind looking at blood getting taken. What I don't like is needles being inserted into me. I'd be the world's worst junkie. The worst junkie in the world. It's unfathomable. Um, I also have no visible veins in my forearm. So I went and to get my blood test on Monday. And do you know that cream that you get, the Emla cream that numbs your skin? I had put that on. At... You are joking me. <laughs> what age are you? <laughs> Did you put numbing cream on? <laughs> yeah, please just listen to this. It's, I tell you, I wasn't going to judge you, but I'm judging you right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I went and bought a, a tube of the Emla cream. Um, and you're meant to use half a tube on one hand and half a tube on the other hand. I'm there at 10 past 9. My appointment's at 10 past 10. So I'm 10 past 9. I'm putting this cream on. I put the full tube on one hand by accident. So I'm thinking, right, I hope they better uh, use this hand to draw the blood. So an hour later, I go into the surgery. The nurse sits me down. She's like, oh, you've got the cream on? Yeah, I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. I was just saying to her, listen, I do not like needles. I do not like this feeling. I'm very, very apprehensive. I just want to get this over and done with. I want to know what's wrong with me and I want to get this over and done with. So she takes off the dressing, she wipes the cream and my hand's not numb. <laughs> I can still feel her touching my hand. So I was like, am I meant to feel this? And she's like, yeah, kind of. You're meant to feel a bit of pressure. It won't hurt. So she gets the needle out and she gets it ready on like, you know, the wee kidney dish that you get. She has it in there. And I'm just, I'm just thinking here like, you know, okay, that's fine. I don't look at the needle, I look away and she t- asked me to, you know, tell her about what I've done in the last few months. So I told her about my holiday to Dubai and kind of my work and stuff. And as I'm telling her, I can feel her kind of like massaging my hand. And she's like, mm. your hands are very cold. And I say, yeah, obviously that's why I'm here because my circulation is <laughs> no, my circulation's really poor. And that's why I'm here. I think I may have rheumatoid arthritis and that's one of the symptoms. So she's pure massaging my, the back of my hand and she's like, I really don't know if I can find a vein. And meanwhile, I'm panicking. I'm like pumping my hand up like a loony, trying to get the vein to show. And the tiniest bit of the vein does show. So she goes ahead, gets a needle, and I can feel her putting the needle inside me. And I think, okay, that's fine. It's broken the skin. I don't mind it. But she's got the needle in there for a long time. And you know that way where someone just like stays silent and she's not really doing anything, but I can still feel 
feel the needle inside me kind of moving around. And I'm just thinking, what the is going on? I look at her and she's like, yeah, I don't think the blood's going to come out of this. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so she's got the needle in her hand, in, her, in my hand for, um, I'd say it felt like about two minutes, but it was probably about 30 seconds. I look down at the needle. I'm like, I'm going to faint. She looks at me, she's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. Nurse, I'm going to faint. And I sit back in the chair, and all I can remember is, like, the sweat coming on, like, like that. The instant wetness on the back of my neck, my armpits, my torso, my legs, everywhere just sweating. I feel like I then go underwater, my ears all go, like, a weird sensation, I go all kind of, I see white dots everywhere and I'm just thinking, oh no, this cannot be happening. She takes the needle out, she goes away, gets a doctor who comes in the room and stands and watches as I then have to drink a glass of water, lay back and I'm just like, oh my God, I hope this feeling passes. And meanwhile, this nurse is like, yeah, just lay your arm out. We'll just go in through your elbow. I'm like, whoa, 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 (laughs) wait a second. I've not put Emla cream on my elbow. I'm like, I can't, I'm not consenting to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, uh, I can't consent to this. Um, you are the cardinal of patience. <laughs> so she's basically like, I can try again in your hand if you want. I'm like, nah, I can, I can feel that. The emblem cream's obviously not worked for whatever reason. So I stop, I kind of, you know, um, come to a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'll come back. I'll come back. She gives me the wee test tube like bit of paper and stuff i go away and she's like please make sure you make another appointment you need to get a blood test i go into my car and i'm mentally scarred mate like i am so scarred from that experience i know it doesn't seem much to you guys who are listening and to you liam but that feeling of her going in through my vein feeling it not getting any blood and then having to then say oh we'll go through your arm instead i'm like nah we can't so basically that's what happened i got home about an hour later and I was doing something, I can't remember, I think I was playing my PlayStation, and I had my hand kind of bent a little bit on the controller, <laughs> and I just thought, what you the feel f- it. on, my hand went all numb, <laughs> and the Emla cream finally started working, so um, yeah, the Emla cream worked after an hour, and I thought, you know what, I couldn't even feel it, so I pinched my hand as hard as I could, and there's still a wee red mark on my hand when I pinched it, so moral of the story is, don't be such a I'm worried. genuinely alright. Yeah, but you <laughs> that, some people just didn't like needles. Uh, no, aye, but it's a different no. feeling. I it's suppose, completely but... different. I, I can remember I was in the in the doctor's and there was a I was going in. They were going to take blood at me, and the nurse was there and she was like, "Look, I've got this trainee. Do you mind if she takes your blood?" I says, "Not a problem." Oh my god! So I say, I says to her, um, "Like pick an arm, whatever arm." She says, "So she, it was it was actually her first day." And I says, look, I hear laughing. This stuff doesn't bother me at all, right? So she put the wee belt in my arm. And I says, go for that one, right? There's a there's a vein in my right arm that just sticks out as soon as you put the wee belt on, right? So she's coming up to me with a needle. I could see how worried she was, right? And she touches me, and I go, ah! And she... <laughs> <laughs> the wee lassie, instead of pulling back, she stabbed me with that thing, and I was like, oh, that actually hurt. But she got blood out, and she was like. Why did you do that to me? I says, listen, I just preparing you for the worst. She says, was that sore? I says, no, nah, I'm totally fine. I says, how are you? She was like, I'm the one that's scarred here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just can't do it, mate. I just cannot um, get a blood test. So I know this is really bad. And if there's any um, doctors or nurses or, or any medical professional listening, you guys all know I need to get this sorted, this rheumatoid arthritis, before it gets worse when I'm older. I just cannot give blood. So my GP, if you're listening right now, <laughs> like you need to trust me. This is what I've got. Just medicate me. Don't take my blood. Don't bother trying. Don't give me another tube of Emla cream. I'm not going through my elbow, inner elbow. Just give me the medication. I cannot deal with getting my blood taken again. And do you know what, mate? Yesterday was such a, a physical and mental scarring experience that I was drained yesterday. And I'm off this week from work. And yesterday when I got home I just couldn't do anything else apart from just sit down and I was honestly drained it was crazy um <laughs> so yeah, yeah. see when you were sweating and stuff that was actually your body going through like a state of shock it's like that mind up I think it was one of the earlier podcasts I said that I kicked my bed and my big toenail came off yeah like I was totally fine I just I just picked the remainder of it off and I went down and like I said to my mom I said I've just kicked my toenail off and I looked at it and then Sweat started pouring for me. Yeah, like, what's going on? She was like, "Your like your body's going through a state of shock, them." And I was like, "What for? I'm what's <laughs> nothing wrong with me." There's was... a there's a term for it. Um, it's a vasovagal response, and it's basically it's known as reflex syncope. Basically, a loss of consciousness due to an induced drop in blood pressure. So, this is basically just um, before you pass out, you sweat you really can't see and you have ringing in the ears and that's exactly what I had. I had the ringing in my ears, it felt like I was underwater. I could not see because it was white dots everywhere and I was sweating. So that's a reflex syncope, otherwise known as a vasovagal response. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're about to faint. If not, like if you don't faint, you are on the brink of it and it's... It was just, it was mental. It was honestly just, um, and that's a, that's a condition that people suffer from just normally. But obviously I had a vasovagal response mm-hmm. because of my drop in blood pressure due to the fact that I had went through something so scarring. And like you're hitting your toenail off the bed, you your body goes into that state of shock, like you say. Um, but I tell you, mate, it it's was strange. an experience that I'll never forget. Okay, mate, I'll never forget. Okay, what's driving me mental right now? I'm trying to take my private registration off my car, right? <laughs> the DVL are open from 7 till 7. So I sign on my computer at 2 minutes past 7 and they can't do it. What is that about? Know the fact that they're taking 80 quid off me for me filling out the form drone line. Okay, I'm actually what? doing the hard work. All they need to do is push <laughs> process, I assume. What? What is the eighty quid for? I know it's a retention fee, but why should you have to pay eighty pound no just idea, to get mate. a new car? No, this is just so. This isn't even to put it on the new car. This is just to take it off my car. Oh, of course, and you also have to. I take it you have to buy new plates as well. Aye, um, that's, there's no plates included with that. Eh? Eighty quid. So, sure, yeah, I, I don't understand that. Do you know when I got my when I got my car, um, the garage, the Mercedes garage, uh, included that in the price. Because it's just such a stupid cost, isn't it? It's so it's silly. Man. It's not that, like, I know people that have got private registrations and they change their car often. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. But saying that, like, it's been on my car for, I've had the same car for about seven or eight years. So, I mean, 
paying for, I didn't pay for it in the first place. Uh, the, the private edge. So technically it's not that bad. But it's still eighty pound that you think oh, I know. on a Calzone or a South Indian. Listen, most uh, I've actually talked myself into being alright, like I don't need you to tell me that otherwise. <laughs> 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 I've, seen your, I've seen your Facebook post about like when you can start going out for food and stuff, so obviously oh, we might as well just talk about it. Nicola Sturgeon's announced today, obviously, a, a roadmap out of lockdown. What are your yeah. thoughts? Have you, have you seen it? What are your thoughts on it? I've only had part of it, but all I really, all I was worried about was, okay, when can I go for a curry with my pals? <laughs> a curry and a cobra, is that's all I want. Um, and a beard trim, because I now look like Hagrid's sister. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking earlier on before um, before we went live on this podcast what would it take for you to shave your full beard like, thousands what, so see if we started a Just Giving mm-hmm. and donate and like set a link to donate to a charity if we got a target of say a thousand pound would you trim that full beard right off thousand pound I'd take a millimetre off the boat mate <laughs> So what would it, what would be your target to to completely imagine Blaine's reaction when he sees you without he a beard? Exactly. Look at me like this guy. Right. Well, if you want me to shave it, I've got a mortgage that needs paid off. So <laughs> if you can deal with that, then I suppose I might trim it. And I've got a mortgage that I want to to buy. So um, <laughs> Patreon dot com forward slash pod underscore speakeasy. Jump on it, guys. Donate to us. Liam will trim his beard and I will buy a new house. Nice, nice. It is long. I I, I wouldn't mind a before that because uh, I've had to leave my child and girlfriend down the stairs while I do this. (laughs) You you have to like you've had to lock them up in a dungeon, mate. They're just down the stairs. Like you're in the room, bedroom, and. No, they're at the back. I've just left them at the back. (laughs) Locked the door. Outside. No, uh, that, only happens in, that only happens in uh, America, eh, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, um, but yeah, Nicholas Erdogan saying that by the 26th of April, at the very earliest, is when you can go to a, a barber and restaurants will open again. However, I don't know if that's restaurants opening again with just you and one other person or just in general. Um, but yeah, that's when it is, 26th of, of April. Um, and you can, I, I don't understand, she said that you can start doing click and collect from the 5th of April, but isn't click and collect already a thing? Can you already do click and collect? Uh, so what's your I'm sure, like, I think it'll probably be like more than one person click and collecting because I think it's one person at a time. Yeah, but you don't need more than one person to click and collect anyway. Aye, but see, like as the click and collect, you can, usually there's like two or three people waiting on their order at the same time, but now they're only doing one. Right, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I'm just, I'm glad that stuff's starting to look better, and uh, I think it will start helping everybody. Because obviously, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. What I what I don't understand and what I didn't get was when Boris Johnson made his announcement yesterday. He was talking about nightclubs being opened, <laughs> like Boris Johnson's. Talking about nightclubs being opened in stage four in the twenty first of June. Aye, like, this guy is because Johnson's birthday is the twenty sixth of June. <laughs> I've seen that. And the man's wanting to go for a shandy or two. 
and look what's left of his hair done. <laughs> uh, he'll get a haircut the week before, and then uh, doing with the odds. That's um, it. I just I do think that they're maybe a bit brave, shall we say? I don't see it going that way. I don't see the dates all conforming to. I don't see us conforming to those dates. I think there's going to be a long way away. We need to get as many people vaccinated as possible. What I will say though is. 21st of June is slap bang in the middle of Euro 20, what was Euro 2020, and now is obviously Euro 2021, the the, the uh, football tournament. So that'll be quite good. I think um, it'll be great if like Scotland and England can make it past the initial stage and all the bars and restaurants and stuff are open so you can actually go out and watch the football as opposed to sitting in the house and watching straight, it. Straight in Edinburgh. Stand yeah. in order, watch the football. Yep. So I am looking forward to it. Um I have I've applied to be a vaccinator just to do my part and to help. Um Sounds like a bad terminator, eh? <laughs> the vaccinator. <laughs> I am the vaccinator. Sit yeah, sit like, back from twenty nineteen. <laughs> I do think that we need to all still, even though she's announced it now, I've seen people, you know, on Facebook and Instagram today like arranging to meet up and um, just like go to each other's houses and meet up. Now we cannot do that. We need to still stay safe and protect the NHS and save lives. As boring and as monotonous as that sounds, we cannot afford to let this slip up now. For then us to in two or three months' time pay the price, you know, and and, and this then obviously um, gets delayed again by three, four, five months. I just I couldn't cannot believe that we are almost a year to the day where Boris Johnson announced the lockdown, and I remember sitting on this very seat watching the very television that I'm watching right now, thinking, "Oh, that'll be a two or three week thing. We'll be in lockdown. We're still here a year later." No one would have thought that, would they? It's just it's it's been hard going for like it really has been tough. I think that. Uh, It's mad. Um, I am. I'm still kind of stuck with it all. Like I don't know what to, what to make it. I'm glad that we are getting back into a bit of normality because I was starting to lose the heat and I was trying to say I wasn't, but I was. I really was. And uh, aye, we're getting there. We are going to get there, and it's just a matter of time. Whether it is June, July, August, we're going to get there. As long as it's done before my birthday, it'll be glorious. Yeah, and and do you know what the other thing as well? We were we always talk about the mental health aspect on this, um, mm-hmm. and I and I do think now it's just getting to the point where I am I wouldn't say I'm struggling, but I am really getting impacted now in the fact that I can't like come and see you, I can't go and see my pals, I can't go out for a kickabout and play football. I'm really really starting to now get to the point where I'm getting frustrated. And I honestly thought, when I took this week off work, I thought, by now, we'll be able to meet up and sit in our house or our garden, record a podcast together, do whatever it was. But for us to still not be able to do that is just mental. Like, I've, you know, I, I don't like the fact as well that, you know, they can't give us a definite answer on, mm-hmm. for Scotland anyway, of when we're going to be able to do all of this stuff. Because um, it's just, it's, it's draining. It is draining. 
I'm uh, starting to. I'm came up. I'm looking forward to as us doing that mystery box. Yeah, do you know I was looking at mystery boxes online, so we're gonna buy a hundred pound mystery box and we're gonna see what we get inside it, and I think we should do it on like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and whatever it is, just live stream yeah. everywhere. Uh, and be good, like. was that a ghost coming into your room or something? I think so. I just heard the door open. Okay. <clears throat> what was I saying there? I've lost my train of thought. You've done me. Ah, oh, the mystery box. Yeah, yeah. So let's get that going. Um, and we also have a lot to look forward to as well with the podcast. We've got another guest, special guest on this week. Um, and I think we're going to try getting a guest on every single week. So if you guys are interested in being a part of the podcast and join the team on then give us a wee message. Liam, message him, message me directly, message the podcast, message anything you want um, to get through to us and we'll get you guys on. If you have a story to tell, it doesn't have to be about, like I know obviously Peace and his episode was about his attempt at suicide. You don't have to talk about something as jarring and as, as mentally draining as that. You know, you can talk about something that happens in your life that you you want to share, you know. Um, you can even talk about how this podcast has impacted on you and helped you. You can talk about how this lockdown is going for you. I think one question I'm going to ask Fancy, who's on the next episode, episode eleven. One question I'm going to ask him is how they're coping, you know, with the lockdown over there. Um, I just see what the differences are between there's countries. Aye, their their lockdowns actually worse than ours. I think. I think so. Yeah. So we've got a lot to look forward to on uh, Speakeasy, and we're only just getting started, aren't we? So yes, that's it. Keep it going. Keep up the good work. Uh, it's just yeah. uh, it's, uh, I feel like I've I've needed this chat today. Uh, we podcast sorts me out actually, obviously because since on Sunday I was absolutely done in, and then computer issues and aye. Yeah, it's been a good one. But we'll see you guys again this Sunday for episode 11 with a special guest, Fancy, a.k.a. Pete, a.k.a. Mr. Donator. And from me, take it easy. Much love. Take care. Have fun. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.